Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that can allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to today's podcast. We've got an awesome one for you today. Like Honestly, this is a really, really, really cool interview. The guy has got so much knowledge and experience and created some amazing results. And the man, of course, that I'm talking about is Barry Hearn. He's an absolute superstar, the owner of Matram Sport. He has got clients on his, on his list and people he looks after, such as the world heavyweight champion, who have also met Anthony Joshua, people like Chris Eubank. He's changed sport in boxing like completely. One of the biggest promoters in the world, promoter of also darts and changed that industry completely and snooker too. We've got a really cool interview coming up and I'll just give you before you hear the interview a little bit of a chat about what it was like spending time with Barry. I went over to his office in Brentwood. We met, we caught up, we had a really good chat. I was a big fan of his at the time. I did this interview probably about three years ago now, is one of the first celeb interviews that I did. And really, I was just blown away at his wisdom and the fact that he was so open to sharing. And it really opened my eyes that somebody that has had that much success, has got that many people around him, created that many results. I just thought it was a fabulous interview. He's very, very welcoming. He's got a background in, in finance, which is something that I found very interesting which you'll hear on the interview, and he talks all about his background in finance. But this guy is a character. He's got so much character, so much personality, and I promise you that you will love this episode. You want to listen all the way through. You want to be an A player, hear everything that Barry's got to say. It is not often that you get to really pick the brains of somebody that's got a very, very high net worth, but also got influence in three worldwide sports and looks after some of the best sportsmen in the world. And that is what we are doing today. So make sure you listen through. If you can, make some notes. And of course, if you love the episode, leave us a review. Give us a shout out to Barry. I'm sure he'll see the message. And of course, I would appreciate it too. So why don't we jump in? Go and check it out. This is going to be one that you enjoy. I brought this onto the podcast, even though it's a couple of years old now, because I think that this particular interview needs to be listened to and heard by more people. I think that's really important because I think there's some golden nuggets of growth in there that I think that will make a real difference to you and your business. There are some business secrets in there. As per se, the podcast is called, and I think that getting some business secrets from Barry is going to be a great experience for every single one of you. So check it out. Hope you enjoy. I look forward to meeting you in person soon, and I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you. 
I'm absolutely honoured today to be sitting here with Barry Hearn, who is a legend in sport. And, you know, really, really honoured, looking forward to asking Barry some questions and really trying to understand, you know, how he's monetized business and how he's, he's done business in sport, which has been extremely successful. So anybody watching, regardless of whether you're a big business owner, a small business owner, or you're looking to start in business, you need to be hearing some, some nuggets from Barry because he's a top character and he's been very, very successful. So the first question I wanted to ask you today, Barry, was uh, something that really interests me when I was sort of looking into your background before, we, before we'd spoken, was that you, your background's actually financial. You were a, an accountant and then you became a finance director. Now, what I notice about yourself is you've got so much character and you become a promoter. And I find that a lot of people in finance don't have those attributes. Did you, did you develop those or did it, how did that come about that you went from, because they're almost opposites, aren't they, yeah. finance and promotion? I think you develop in life. I mean, obviously, what you start off as in any business is not the end of your business life. It's the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. You know. So with me, you know, coming from a very normal, poor, working class family, my mother told me when I was 12 that I had to be a chartered accountant. Right. And you know, you never disagree with your mum. That's yeah. number one. That's <laughs> in life. Right. So I asked her, what do chartered accountants do? And she said, I don't know. But the, <laughs> She was cleaning houses at the mm. time, and she said, the man I work for said, you never see a poor one. <laughs> and I think that phrase, you never see a poor one, stuck in my mind. One of the earliest reasons for success in any business person is that there are two very simple rules. One, you need focus. You really have to focus on your goal so that you don't get sidetracked into anything. It has to be absolutely clear. And two is you need to have a work, a work ethic that means you're relentless. You know, I'm not a genius. I'm quite successful. In fact, I'm very successful. <laughs> but my work ethic is second to none. So if you're not a genius, putting in a few extra hours a day can actually make up for not being a genius. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So it's about hard work. So from an early age, my focus was you never see a poor one. I always wanted to be wealthy. My whole life I spent looking at big people's houses. I wasn't nasty, envious or jealous. I just wanted those type yeah. of things. Yeah. And the only way I could see it getting them is I wasn't going to go to university. I didn't have rich family or friends. I had no connections. I didn't have the right tie, which in those days was very relevant. Hmm. The only way I could get around it was by developing a work ethic that was second to none. So if it took 25 hours a day to get where I wanted to do, I wouldn't let anyone get in my way at any level. Yeah. I was totally focused and relentless yeah. and I was prepared to put in them. So once you start establishing that, then to transfer yourself from a chartered accountant, yeah. I mean, you're going back now, I qualified in 1970. Right. So I was the youngest, I think the youngest ever qualified chartered accountant, youngest fellow of the Institute. I was smart, but I was relentless. I wasn't a genius, if you understand. Yeah. I learned everything, pigeon fashion. I couldn't yeah. fail an exam. It's impossible <laughs> yeah. because I did so much work. So yeah. I, you sacrifice. You know, people talk to me today about all oh, the sacrifices I've made. You know, most of it's total bullshit. <laughs> they don't even know what a sacrifice is. Mm. Sacrifice is giving up your teenage years, yeah. not going out any day, yeah. you know, having that focus to see where you're going to achieve your goals. Then you take that into your business life. Mm. Your business life is... Look, everybody wants to be successful and they're not all going to be successful. So why should you be different yeah. to everyone else? Well, the answer is because I'm going to go further. I'm going to try harder. I'm yeah. going to be a bit smarter. 
Yeah. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to learn from them. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. These are basic principles. So to come from a chartered accountant, bearing in mind I was on a mission to be wealthy, yeah. which is my target totally, yeah. and I, I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, no, you know, I didn't want to live fantastic. in a council house all my life. Yeah. You mm. know, I wanted a place on the hill. Yeah. I, ended up, I ended up bought the whole hill. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. when you've got that, it's actually easier to change into different market yeah. situations. Well, I just feel it's such a fantastic way to start for somebody because to get the knowledge of knowing the numbers and then you no. you know how do you take that so you, you now know the numbers and um you know you met steve davis and i, I read that you that was a massive turning point massive. how did you spot like for somebody out there that's a business owner how do you spot opportunity and how do you then take it and how do you turn opportunity into money or to monetize it you know the worst thing about this is that's a good question. Yeah. And there's no real answer. <laughs> the, but the lessons in life that you learn mm. as you get older and you look back yeah. and you realise, how did I get from there to here? And you try and put some sense to was it. Was it that drive, do you think? The drive was, was, was instrumental, obviously. Yeah. But there's a couple of other things. Is Number one, it's better to be born lucky than good looking. <laughs> you need a bit of luck. Don't matter who you are, don't matter how qualified you are, how much money you've got. If lady luck don't smile on you, give you that opening, that just that chance to get your relentless stuff mm. away. You, know, you need to, and the second thing is, of course, right place, right time. Yeah. So these are two things you don't learn at school. Yeah. How do you know? In life, everybody, every human being is different. Yeah. Every human being is by nature better than anyone else in the world at something. something yeah. The sadness is most of them don't get the opportunity to find out what that is. Yeah. And the other thing is, the other sadness is some people find out and don't recognize that opportunity and don't drive themselves forward. So imagine it that you're in a room and someone opens a door, a little tiny bit of jar. Yeah. You know, now do you get your foot in it, your fingers in it? I don't know. <laughs> One way or another, you've got to open that door. Yeah. So when you get an opportunity, you've got to take advantage of it. And having a background in financial knowledge and, yeah. and accounts will yeah. come to that, yeah. is, for me, was fundamental in understanding business projects, looking at risk-reward yeah. ratio, looking at capital required, making sure I don't over-trade, making sure I don't under-trade, yeah. trying to reach a balance of probability on profitability, realizing that you've got to create sustainable businesses. I'm not interested in something in a business that makes money for a day or a week or a year. Mm. I'm looking at a legacy yeah. to hand down to next generations of a sustainable business that will continue to grow because it's been built on the right financial situation. That's a, you know, fantastic answer. And so what I'm really interested in as well is how you took some sports like, like snooker and like darts that weren't mainstream and you branded them essentially, didn't you? And, and you did deals with the TV companies and what that's vision, you know, not many people. How, how did you, what made you, what sprung into your mind and said, you know what, I'm going to take snooker and I'm going to explode it. What made you see that opportunity? I had nothing else to do that day. <laughs> it, was a, it was a quiet day in the office and I thought, what shall I do? I know yeah. what I'll do. I'll make darts into the second most viewed sport on television. Yeah. No, again, come back, remember. Mm. You know, you've got to be lucky. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. Then you've got to spot the opportunity. Once you've got the opportunity, then you're into, and there's no little black book. You're not selling the second hand yeah. Capri. <laughs> you know, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Because there you've got a little, oh, that's mm. going to be roughly between this point and that yeah. point. There's no rules. 
I think we're governed make sure sport. make sure you listen to that then. we're governed in sport mm. by perception yeah the initial perception change is how you revalue mm. and revitalize a sport so if you take a sport like what well, snooker and darts i think boxing to an extent maybe mm. some of the other sports we do the idea is to get those sports more in the public domain yeah make them more famous yeah. Make the people that play that sport more famous so that you develop characters because all sport is a soap opera. Yeah. All sport is EastEnders, Coronation Street. Yeah. People want to see regularity. They yeah. want to either like or dislike someone, but they want a reason to view. Yeah. Once you establish that and you broaden your base by more activity mm-hmm. within the sport, therefore inspiring the people that play that sport where you can change their lives, yeah. then you have momentum. Yeah. Once you have momentum, it's a selling job, and it's a bit like the king has no clothes. <laughs> you know, you've got to try and convince everyone this is the best thing since sliced bread. Right. If you're successful enough to increase ratings, yeah. automatically you'll attract more sponsors. Yeah. Automatically you'll spread the gospel on the worldwide syndication and the new media yeah. exploitation opportunities. Then you have a snowball yeah. going down a mountainside, yeah. and it picks up snow as it goes. It's so easy. Mm. It's unbelievably easy yeah. once you get momentum started. But I'm not going to tell you how easy because otherwise you might be competition <laughs> and I've got a problem with you. So talking about boxing, I mean, you're a legend in many sports, but boxing massively and, you know, someone I've admired from afar. And what is it about, bo- I mean, what is it about boxing that you love and what is it that, you know, that's made you want to be... I think we're all, you- we're all governed by our own history, whether we're governed mm. by our parents' yeah. reactions or whether it was school, whether it was a life-changing experience on the road to Damascus, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I came from an area and a time when there was very little opportunity from people from my background. Right. And I got lucky. Yeah. I got lucky because my mum pushed me like crazy. I had an uncle in a tiling business in South End who managed to get me into a very small firm of accountants to give me a start. Yeah. That was a massive, massive favour to me, and it was against the grain. Yeah. What we're looking at now is how do you take advantage of those type of situations? How do you change your life? Well, it really comes down to what's in here. Yeah. You know, certain people are born to work for other people. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're yeah. comfortable. They want guarantees, they're adverse to taking risks. Some people get a calling, they may want to be a nun, or they may want to be a teacher or a doctor. Perfectly admirable. A very small percentage of people want to take control of their own destiny, and have the belief in themselves that they will not fail. I think that's amazing. And most of them will fail. Yeah. (laughs) And that's life, and that's why the winners that come to the top of the pot I've got that extra little bit of energy, that extra bit of passion, that extra bit of refusal to buckle no matter what's happening. We've all had tough times in business when things go wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and my business in the late 80s was owing millions of pounds to banks. I was going for gold. Yeah. And I nearly got it wrong and I just got it right. Yeah. It's an essence of timing. But if you have that type of belief in yourself, and if you're prepared to say, I will not fail, yeah. and really believe it, yeah. then you've got a chance. Once you've got a chance, the world's opportunities are so infinite. Yeah. There are so many opportunities out there. It's scary. I'm so gutted I'm 68 now. I've got, <laughs> nine, I've got nine sports, and you know what? I could have 19 sports if I had more time, more energy. I mean, the 
Matchroom Sport is the biggest sports producer in the world, or one of the biggest anyway, and I've got some great people, and you begin to delegate and try and educate through your own ideas of the standards you want, the excellence, the basic principles of business, number one. Make sure the customer experience is perfect. Now, our TV, rates, sponsors, they wait. The most important person, the customer that walks in, gets off his backside, buys a ticket. One, one next question was going to be, what is your philosophy or your ethos in business? No. It's and all about giving people value for money. Right. You know, we can all bullshit. We can all make <laughs> things look beautiful. You know, we can sell, a, yeah. a na- you know, the king has no clothes. A naked yeah. man is looking as the best dressed man. We can all yeah. do that. We're salesmen. We've all got to, there's got to be a salesman in you somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to get any customers. Yeah. But, as long as everybody that you yeah. deal with gets value for money, you will never lose them as a customer. Yeah. Why should you? Yeah. You've been fair. Yeah. Be honest. Tell the truth. Yeah. It's not a killer. Yeah. And actually, telling the truth is really good. Yeah. Because as you get older, if you tell lies, you forget all about them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that can be a real problem. So tell the truth at all times. Pay your way. Run, a, run the business the way you would like other people to treat you. Yeah. Customer experience, whether it's in buying a product or whether it's being entertained at a sporting event, is exactly the same. They have a choice of where to go. Yeah. I want them all to be with me. Yeah. And I'm aware that without their support, I don't have a business. Because an event without a full arena yeah. does not televise well. Yeah. If it doesn't televise well, the ratings won't be good. Yeah. If the ratings are no good, the sponsors won't be interested. And the global syndication will have a lot of people around the world saying, was that supposed to be good? Yeah. Show me the atmosphere which only fans, live fans can develop and they are got to be treated with respect. Yeah. So the right pricing, the right customer experience, the right level of technical skill on display. Yeah. In some sports, and every sport is different, but in some sports like darts, the right party atmosphere. Yeah. In some sports like snooker, the right cathedral silence atmosphere. Yeah. You have to be prepared like a chameleon to change, change. colour daily. Right. And right. you change your colour depending yeah. on the market you're trying to attract. Just amazing advice. I've got a question I was asked myself on the show the other day, and I think you are the perfect person to ask the question. So I was asked by, because sometimes we put questions out to the audience, mm. and if you've got questions, make sure you write in and let us know. The question I was asked is, what is your advice for networking or influencing or helping high-level people in business? Because I've seen in the halls, you've got pictures with you, with Don King and all the boxers and people that you work with, and you've obviously got amazing connections. What would you say you've done to really show you, to, to build those relationships. One of the things that's changed in our business is the use of social media. Yeah. And this is to be ignored at your own peril. Right. As far as networking concerned, that one-to-one relationship with people yeah. is absolutely essential if you're going to acquire enough support going forward across a whole variety of yeah. platforms. So again, it comes down to the same basic rules. Why should someone really important want to know you? Yeah. Well, the answer is either you're a terrific lad and we love to go and play golf with you, yeah. which is not, not going to make you any money, yeah. or I quite like your ideas and I'd like to hear more and I might see a way of benefiting from a relationship yeah. with you. So networking is not one-sided. Network yeah. is two-sided, yeah. but it's also constant. In other yeah. words, it's not things you do occasionally. Yeah. You do it 24-7. Such so, yeah. The hundreds and hundreds of people I have around the world, mm. I would consider friends in inverted commas. Right. 
<laughs> friends in inverted yeah. commas means I wouldn't take a bullet for them. <laughs> I, I will help them out where possible because yeah. I know that they're capable of bringing something to mind. So you have to be selfish. Give and receive as well. But yeah. selfish is also sensible. Yeah. Because as long as you appreciate that other people are going to be selfish, yeah. then it's a bit like going to your dentist. <laughs> and the, this is really good advice. What you do when you go to your dentist is you take your hands, you stick it down the front of his trousers, and you <laughs> grab his testicles, and you look him in the eyes and say, now neither of us is going to hurt each other, are we? <laughs> Now, that type of relationship with networking is how it works. Don't expect people to give you a favour for free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Nor would you, would you? But if it's something that's mutually beneficial, then you have the basis of a long-standing, sustainable friendship with a networker that will add valuable millions to your business or in some small businesses. Okay, just got on. And one more, maybe two more questions that we've got for you, Barry. But you've been very generous with your time, and I really appreciate it. In boxing, who has had the, you know, in terms of the fighters or something like that, who's had a great business brain? Who do you who do you think spotted opportunities mm. or thought and helped you the most or who was great to work with? Again, you have to be selfish. Yeah. You know? Great to work with equals did you make money? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boxing is a little bit more primeval in as far as you actually fall in love with the protagonists because yeah. you realise how tough it is for them yeah, to yeah. do what they do. Boxers are not, or were not, necessarily great business people. Yeah, yeah. And the history of boxing is strewed with people that have earned lots and ended yeah. up yeah. penniless. Yeah. Today's athlete, and it involves boxers as well as other athletes, is that they have better advice. Yeah. They have enough brain to say, I want to speak to an accountant. I want right. to have okay. a lawyer. And therefore, they've got much more chance of retaining yeah. some of their hard-fought yeah. earnings. The advice I always give boxers, for example, is... Before you do anything else, this game is dangerous. You are going to be damaged in some way. There's no question about that. Hopefully in a very small way. Yeah. But the first thing you do is you pay for your house. Right. So if your career ends the day after you've actually paid off your mortgage, you have somewhere to live. So it's really basic <laughs> advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gives them a, sun, a fundamental. And when you get to another level, say an Anthony Joshua level, mm. my advice to Anthony is every fight you have, you buy a major asset and you lock it away because no fighter can be a proper professional boxer unless they think poor. Yeah. And it's very difficult for a fighter. I remember talking to Marvin Hagler years ago. I tried to get him to come out of retirement to fight Chris Eubank, right. senior. Yeah. And Marvin said, do you know what? I haven't got a fortune left, seven or eight million dollars. <laughs> he said, but you know how tough it is to get, and do, get up and do your road work at four in the morning with that type of money in the bank. So they have to think poor, and that's a real difficult one. You know, people like Carl Froch, the reason why he retired, just stopped thinking poor. He yeah. looked at the millions in his bank account, and every punch hurt a little bit more, and every road work session was a yeah. bit more tedious. Yeah. That's the time to leave. Yeah. So the advice to different sportsmen depends on the length you think they can, they can mm -hmm. operate in at the top level, yeah. And their personal desire to pay the price of sacrifice yeah. that we expect top business people to pay. Yeah. Because the comparisons between sport and business are so similar. Yeah. You have to be totally committed. You can't yeah. play at it. Yeah. You have to be focused on your goals. And you have to be ready to go through things that normal people don't go through. 
And whereas everyone says, yeah, I'd do that. Mm. When push comes to shove, yeah. they don't have the character nor the backbone. Yeah. Which is fine because people like me, we live off people like <laughs> that. Well, I've got to say that is just such a fantastic interview. Some of the advice that you've given that's been absolutely amazing. I can't thank you enough for your time. Pleasure, my friend. It's been absolutely Pleasure. fantastic and you know I've really enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Barry. You're Enjoy. a superstar. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favour. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favourite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.